According to PwC UK's Her Tech Talent, time to close the gap. 3% of females say a career in technology is their first choice. 78% of students cannot name a famous female working in technology. And 5% of leadership positions in the technology sector are held by women. Women in Tech UK states that today's tech workforce comprises only 26 women. Why do these gaps exist? Are women not interested in tech? Or are they not being given opportunities to enter the tech space? Are countries and policymakers doing enough to close the gap and unearth the world's brightest women tech geniuses? How can this be solved? In this episode, I sit with two brilliant women, Otima and Kweyaki, founders of Because She Can, a community founded in Ghana that is championing significant change in their society by equipping women with relevant tech skills for today's market through mentorship and collaboration. Enjoy today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Big Spark. BigSpark is the UK's fastest growing data solutions consultancy, translating your business needs into data architecture, strategy, and engineering. Together with their technical partners, they focus on swift and efficient business value delivery. Taking an innovative approach to every challenge, BigSpark is an agile team of over 100 world-class engineers and data scientists pushing the boundaries of what can be achieved with AI, data, software, cloud, and machine learning. To find out how BigSpark can ignite your data solution, visit us at www.bigspark.dev. BigSpark, igniting change through engineering. So hello everyone and welcome to the TechSurf podcast where we navigate today's tech wave one electrifying conversation at a time. I am your host Raymond Pluche and today I have two amazing women in my midst um, who are championing um, um, great change in the I don't know what to call it, the United Regions of Ghana, sorry Ghana for short <laughs> and um, I I heard about them, have seen them on social media, and I think it's a laudable initiative they've taken, and I just want to have them on board to, you know, discuss it and get to know a bit about the background, um, how they got here, and the next stage. So without going further, I wouldn't want to spoil. I will let them introduce themselves. So I will first let you go, Otima, and then when you're done, um, Kweaki, you can take over. Okay, so my name is Otima Yurinchi, co-founder of Because She Can. Um, I studied computer engineering at Ashesi University, but now I work as a data scientist and data engineer in a fintech mm. based in Ghana. So mm. That's a little that's bit nice. about me. That's nice. Kweyaki, over to you. Okay. Atima, now you make me feel like I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, between the two of us, we, we know. I know, I know. Well, I like talking. Let's see. She did that about in 15 seconds. Let's try. Let's see how you go. Okay. So um, I'm Kweyaki Afib-Lebo. Um, right. Well, I'm a data scientist too, but I actually thrive at the intersection of data science and technology auditing because um, mm. it encompasses cybersecurity, risk management, governance and compliance. And that's somewhere I have a, something I have a background in as well. And mm. beyond doing tech, 
I'm also co-founder of Because She Can, and it's a community that is very close to my heart because right. um, I'm passionate about the fact that we are able to empower women in technology and right. witnessing the growth of these women is both an inspiring thing and it's also fulfilling for me. And just to add a side note, if you don't find me doing these things, you you find me um, creating lifestyle content currently on Instagram. So you can check me out as well. Right. Yeah, right. Nice. Life oh, okay. Weird. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So tech, right? Um, I mean, okay. Okay. So okay. Since so she's added that, let me also add. Since she's added your uh, content creator, okay. Then you go for it. Tell me, what did you miss? What do you do? I'll, I heard you. I, I heard you like to. I like. I heard you like to go to the gym. Me. <laughs> That's one place you won't Ooh. find me. <laughs> No. Right. Okay. Tell me, what do you like to do then? Um, I'm a writer, so I do technical writing, but I also like to write poems okay. a lot, short stories, and I also do music production and a bit of DJ on the side. Oh, so, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Well, we have ambidextrous, um, you know, techies in this space, and that's nice because okay. even though I just also do tech i also happen to do other things so we'll get there this is not about me it's about because she can so (laughs) i'll stay on you guys all right so tech right um i chant or i got into tech by by chance in the sense that i think i I keep saying tech found me i wasn't one of those who was like always opening a mobile phone trying to be around the computer i'm more languages art creativity and whatsoever but then the career path i wanted to take led me into deciding or into choosing tech in the long run not because tech was the final destination but it was going to support i don't want to throw the spotlight on me so i'm not going to delve into that but you Kweaki, like tech how did you just decide that okay i'm going to do this tech thing where did it all stem from okay so first i'll say i'm just like you tech found me mm. Okay. Mm. i i grew up wanting to be a journalist and then at some point I switched, wanted to be a medical doctor. Right. Even once I even applied to medical school, it just didn't go through. Mm. And my final choice, of course, was information technology, right? Right. And then, so tech found me. But mm. then, um, the good thing was I always knew I wanted to be in the sciences, okay? Mm. And right. this is a little brag, but like my mathematics is up there. Okay. So... It wasn't really a challenge for me in the information technology field. And then right. at school, I just wanted to combine my programming knowledge with mm. my love for math and statistics. And right. then I was like, okay, data scientists. So that is actually how tech and how data science mm. and what I right. do. So tech found me that's too, that's nice. I guess. Okay. Did tech find you too or you found tech? <laughs> um... I think both because growing up, I was always interested in sciences. Mm. I was always interested in technology. I had a computer right. at a very young age, so I was okay. I was introduced to that. So I knew that I loved computers. I knew I loved something to do with engineering. Right. So when I went to Univers- when I was going to the university, I wanted to do something in engineering. It was like a, right. it was like a no-brainer for me. It had to mm. be something engineering. And right. then I wanted to go to Ashesi. Mm. So I went to look for what kind of engineering courses that Ashesi offers. 
And right. the closest one that looked like something that would fit me was computer engineering. So then I just right. picked it. So mm-hmm. that's how I got into into tech, into studying tech. But I've always known to like I, I like the arts as well, but when it right. comes to like academic stuff, it's always right. been science or tech or engineering. Right. So, so, so what was your favorite subject? I can say Koyak has already told me it's math. I don't know if <laughs> it will stay as math, but then I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. What is your favorite subject? Or what okay, was your in, favorite subject? In, in primary and secondary school, it was mm. primary school. I don't even know. Maybe maybe math as well mm. and English. I really like English. Before science and math. Secondary school was geography, and I like math too. I did better in those ones than chemistry and physics. And then when I went to university, I knew that it was a different ball game. Math was no longer. Uni, uni is not. Uni is a scam. (laughs) They lied to us, right? We were very excited about leaving senior high school, and then we get to uni. Like, yo, what is this? If you thought you were smart in secondary school, bro, uni would teach you something. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so uni, hmm, I don't know. I think my favorite subject was not math in uni. It was something mm. in, related to art. Right, right, right. I think, I think, I think uh, Ashesi has that, you know, um, system liberal where you get a chance to, yeah. like a liberal arts system where you get to touch a lot yeah. of things. I'm sure Koyaki, we in Legon, we uh-huh. kind of just had to just bury our head in, you know, a lot of mathy stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so the, both of you, how did you guys meet? Um, just because you're both data scientists. I don't want to believe that you guys just bump into, into each other <laughs> randomly or maybe in a girl's community or something. Maybe there's a background. How did you guys meet? Okay. Who wants to go? Yeah, Koyaki. Okay, so Atima and I, we've known each other since... Achimota school, so in senior high mm. school together. Oh. Um, she was in a different house. Mm. Well, in school, Osma was was not exactly my friend, friend. Right. But right. I mean, we knew each other. And then after school, she was in Ashesi, I was in Legon. Mm. I think in my final year, Atima, that was your final year too, as well, right? When yeah, we got to the Azubi program. Yes. So we both found ourselves in the Azubi Africa um, Data Training right. Program. Right. And so we met there again mm. and we realized that, oh, like our There's values align, our passions align. So yeah. why not? Shout out to Azubi, actually. I think they've actually done a great job in, you know, because I think when the whole data science wave started, if I look back, because I was in France at the time doing my master's, but I see how they were able to, you know, champion like a lot of, you know, young people. I know a lot of people who went to Azubi, who may come from different backgrounds, but then they were coding, doing analytics, creating machine learning models. And, you know, it was was very nice. I think Azubi and a few others, but I think Azubi, you know, had a very, you know, like it's very reputable and shout out to them. So, yeah, I think it's, oh, that's nice. So that's how you guys met. Mm -hmm. Did she leave anything out or that's about accurate? Yeah, that yeah, that's about it, really. Like right. we knew each other, we had mutual friends, right? And then yeah, we right. connected again. Okay, so when it comes to choosing uh, a company name or uh, you know uh, a community name, I saw your name and I was like, okay, that's actually very upfront, like. You know, there's some names that you know, like maybe Nokia. I don't know really what Nokia means. Maybe it means something else in a different. Well, yours just speaks for itself. You don't need like definitely when you when you see it, 
you know that it has to do with women and it has to do with ability. I'm just thinking about, I'm just, I'm just wondering what led you to, you know, have a very upfront um, um, name for the community you were building. Is it because you, you, you feel that the representation is lacking? That's why you just want to, you know, go hard. Or it maybe came from, you know, a poem that Otima was writing one day. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll start from you, Otima. You tell me, how did we, like, how, how did we, because she can't come about? The name, because she the can't. The name. Afi, you have to answer that question because it was Afi's, Afi came up with oh, the name. Oh, well, okay. Afi, go for it. Okay, so, um, for me, it was, it was, it was simple, okay? Mm. I was just thinking about it. Because she came out of our values is uh, one thing we, we hold dear to our hearts is mm. that representation matters. Okay. Right. And it's the name because she can came from knowing that before I continue, our tagline is mm. when I say because she can, you respond, so can I. Okay. Okay. It's it's together. So right. it just it's just this way. If I should speak to a girl or a girl sees mm. me, any little right. girl sees me and then right. I tell her, Oh, I'm a I'm a data scientist. And then she asks me, right. What does a data scientist do? And I explain it to mm. her. And then mm. she's like, oh, okay, I want to be like, I want to be like, you. I want mm. to be a data scientist right. today. So because I can do it, so mm. can you too. And in that case, because she can. So mm. it's, it's, it's a show of um, letting people understand that representation matters. That's number one. Mm. And number two, the fact that mm. because I did it and I'm a woman mm. and have your, your experiences as well, you right. feel the same. So, yeah. Right. Right. I was in a meeting sometime and um, there was this lady who had, who is quite, you know, older and thinks she's been in the tech space for a lot, like for a long time. And she's been in a lot of these communities, women in IT, women in tech, women in data and everything. And she subtly said something like, the more we are creating these women in stuff, it's maybe causing more disparity. And I just want to know from you guys, you guys are you guys are in this space. You guys have, you know, use the hashtags and everything. It's constantly talking about women in something, causing more disparity or rather raising more awareness. If that makes sense. If 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 you understand the question I'm asking, maybe Otima, you can go for it. Okay, so respectfully, I don't agree with what she said. Right. Um there is in as much as we, we talk about women, 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 and we are trying to shed more light on women mm. in the tech space, and not even tech, in other career in the, right. parts as well, we are, we are so far from um, closing the, the gender gap. That wide gap. Closing right. the gender pay gap as well. Right. In the tech space. And right. it's... Uh, I, I can't I can't remember the exact year, but for 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 maybe more than ten years, the number of mm. women who have been sustained in the tech industry has been dropping, mm. as compared to the number of women that started. So right. it looks like we are talking about women so much, and we are trying to get mm. them to to enter into the space. But you you tend to see that over time, even if we get the women into the space, we are not able to sustain them because there's still sy systemically the things are not put in place to make sure that women remain in the tech space. So we need right. to keep talking about it. We need to, right. it's, it's going beyond just trying to get women in the space, but talking yeah. about it and incentivizing other, like the other gender to right. create, to create a, space a, a for them. Yeah, space right. for them to be able to right. thrive and remain in the tech space. So right. it's important that we keep talking about it because 
you go to um, a company and then a man and a woman who are working the same job, same hours, the man is still being paid more than the woman and they give flimsy excuses for why that is so. It's, mm. it's something that we need to keep talking about. Something that we need to to draw attention to and right. make sure that things are put in mm. place. The police mm. are put in place. Companies mm. are being aware of these mm. things. So mm. it's not something that we should stop talking about now because the mm. work is far from being done. Right, right, right. My, 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 when I finished school, my data science or like my senior, the, the senior data scientist in the fintech I worked in in France was a lady. And... I wouldn't lie, a bit of, you know, that gender thing comes into mind and the way you're looking at very heavy, heavy technical fields, people like when it's male dominated automatically, unfortunately, it, like somewhere in our minds, subconsciously be like, oh, it's like a male dominated thing. So automatically a guy will be better at it. But mm-hmm. I, but, but I, I tell you the truth. This lady is exceptionally good at her stuff. And that was one like first correction for me because I grew up in a household. My sister is an engineer as well, right? And my when we were young, my dad never really made you know, oh you cannot do that, you cannot do that. She actually read mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. and I ended up finding myself in there. And when and when I say mechanical engineer, she's she worked you know um, at um, Modec, used to go into the FPS. So doing the you know she's always been you know a bit of a tomboyish. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Nelly. And I've always, you know, admired her from that point of view. And my parents corrected that thing quickly. Not saying that having to deal with it every day, you know, in the job, like you go into the job market and automatically when they say CEO, our minds just quickly go to a male whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, you know, per your experience, have you guys had to deal with any heavy form of gender disparity? Um, you don't necessarily need to disclose the company or disclose the group whatsoever, but tell us your experience and how you navigated it. Maybe Koyaki, you can shed some light on okay. any gender disparity you've had to experience and how you navigated it. Oh. Well, I think <laughs> this is a story I think I've narrated so many times, but mm. let me go again. Go for so, it. Go for it. Um, for me, I've had an incident. Well, same company twice. Mm. I've had someone like point blank tell me like, we don't like high women in this department. Okay, and the thing is, I was the first ever woman to occupy this role. Mm. That's like number one. And then I had someone mm. from an adjacent department telling me that, okay, well, there's that. Second experience, right? I think that's what gets got, got to me the most. Um, so in my role, right after my national service period, I was taking on, okay? Mm, all right. And then um, in my first meeting, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but mm. my immediate supervisor just had to like resign and then mm. I was in the role and I was good at what I was doing so nobody saw a need to bring me a supervisor right. and I was right. just working right. and that my, after my first ever meeting so when you do anything technology auditing you you have to speak with your auditees after right right and I'm not circumstance not supposed to be the case Right. Just take your findings to management and then you implement your recommendations. Right. But sometimes right. you just need to be nice and sit with your auditees and let them know what you found out. And then the one right. you can fix, you take it right. to them. My first ever audit that I did alone, right? Mm. I sat in a meeting with my auditees 
trying to point out the my findings and then what it can do to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I have someone in top management right. just tell me that I need you to take this out of your report. Mm. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, right. It doesn't make sense. And right. I will not just only blame it on gender because this right. conversation is not about ageism, but I think both played right. a critical role. I'm, I'm, right. I, was, I'm, right. I was very young and right. um, I'm still young, but then I mean, um, my gender and then my age played a very important role in this because right. this had never happened. Of course, they disagreed right. when my boss was around and before he, uh, before he left. Right. They, they disagreed with him on certain things, but no one ever told him that take this out of your reports. Like, it was mm. a direct order. Right. So let's right. just talk about how I navigated it and how I dealt with the situation. Uh, there is something I keep saying that... In order to be able to combat these things, you need to know your stuff. Mm. Mm. Sometimes people, uh, I mean, when you find yourself in this situation, people actually treat you that way because they feel that you are mm. there as a diversity hire and mm. you don't know your stuff. And this is a chance right. to actually prove them wrong. Okay. Right. So here's the thing. Um, for example, in an organization, you have something like the head of the IT department. Okay. Right. And then my my observation is that why is that the head of IC department has this um, access to the system? I mean, has administrative access to the system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you're asking me to take this observation out of my report because your answer mm-hmm. to that question mm-hmm. is that he's the head mm-hmm. of IT. But that is wrong because when you go through the, mm-hmm. the policies of the organization and even um, regulatory policies, access mm-hmm. is given on a need-to-know basis. Mm. there and then i pointed it out to them i pointed them out right. to the policy documents that states that there was no need to fight about it just mm. let them know that i know my stuff and that was the end of it right so mm. i think sometimes it's it's it may be a little demeaning you may not be happy but then i think when you expect this or you see these things coming your, your best mm. bet or the, the best way to handle these things is actually show whoever is trying to undermine you that you actually know your mm. stuff. Yeah. Right. I really like that. Know your stuff. And yeah, because unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of men have been socialized to look at, you know, the, yeah, to some extent, yes, the weaker vessel. But I have worked with women and I think some of the smartest people I've met in my life have been women. And I'm always, you know, intrigued by how the multitasking ability of a lady and one who knows her stuff. And I think that is it. So when you get yourself in such an environment, knowing your stuff and, you know, pointing it out and not letting, you know, your age or your, you know, your gender get in the way sounds very much like a, like a, a good thing to do. Otima, would you want to share a bit of experience or, or how you have had to navigate this gender disparity um, um, gap in in the tech space um yeah so for me one of the experiences that one of the things i've had to experience is uh people or men in my workplace playing Uh down my achievements Mm. especially when you are also very young in their space Uh and you're able to achieve something you're able to finish up some work that's maybe you haven't done before, but you're able to complete it. And then they're like, mm. oh, 
this isn't even anything. Like, wait mm. until you get to do this stuff. Wait until you get to do this. Like, playing it down. And I don't think I've ever heard them say it to or any of the other developers around mm. me. Mm. But then it's like, when I'm able to do something in a specific field or a specific topic, then it's like, oh, yeah, you did well, but then it's not even as good as what we can mm. do. You just mm. have to shut it out. Like, it's really when it's coming from higher up. You have to shut it out and and tell yourself that you know where you're coming from and you know how far. Yeah, you You deserve it. You put in the work. Yeah, you know the work that you put in. It's worth the praise. Even if it doesn't come from them, you own the praise. You have to give yourself that praise. And you have to remind yourself that, yeah, you have got this and you are the one that did it yourself. Right. So right. I think, yeah, women have had to deal with that. I personally have had to deal with that. And it can be very That's... annoying. One of the other things I've had to deal with um, would be sexual advancements. Because when mm. you're working in a space where it's just, m- most often than not, I've been the only female in all the teams that I've worked with. I think right. only one team that later on had like two other women join us. Right. But they were even remote, so... Right. Barely an interaction, but mm. being in a space where you are the you are the only girl, some of them try to talk to you as if they own you in some way, mm. or they try to they expect a certain level of care. I don't know what it is, but like the fact that I'm the, the only submission money, complex, unfortunately, exactly. Like I'm not your mother. I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not no. here to please you or make I'm you co- feel I'm your co-worker and let's keep yeah, it. Yeah, I'm your co-worker. You treat like that, me the yeah. same way you treat all the other guys right. on the team. Right. So right. when when you speak up against that, I had an experience sometime and then spoke up against it. And then it's like everybody was kind of taken aback because they didn't expect right. that I would speak on it. But you can't right. talk to me. If you can talk to the guy sitting next to me like that, then fine, right. go ahead and talk to me right. like that. But you know you right. can't speak to the guy like that, then don't talk right. to me like that. Right. Since then, that person has not even looked at my face because they were mm. shocked that I would speak up against it. Right, and I was like, "You have to know your face." Right. Yeah, right. this, That's... but but this this only happened because I also grew older and learned to speak mm. up for myself. I became more confident and know how to speak. Yeah, up. I remember when I was starting internships and stuff. There was this uh, engineering software that I had to learn, or mm. the guys in my office were learning it. But the guy who was teaching it was making advances to me. And so because of that, I couldn't even get close because I, I had to like always mm. keep that space. I couldn't get close right. to where they were right. like learning and all that. So that was a right. disadvantage to me in the end. I wasn't right. even able to learn the software. So all right. these things create, they don't create like a sustainable environment for women to be able for to, women to stay. So it, it didn't... It even uh, um, adds up to like what we we're talking about earlier, where you know women do enter with you know the exuberance and everything, but then mm-hmm. having to do with all these things. I mean, yeah. the work like a workplace is supposed to be a safe place, where because exactly. definitely as a male, I don't think I've had to deal with you know advances thrown at me by uh, a um, a coworker and felt it so uncomfortable. But I can imagine on like from a lady's point of view, especially when it's coming from yeah. top down, it can because you're thinking about losing your job because if you if you're not very professional about it and all that, it's yeah. it's not a nice thing. I think we can do better. And I think um I I'd like to appeal to 
all the men, especially like the young men who are yet to start their families. My dad, by I'm very thankful to my dad the way he he brought us up is to socialize your kids to understand that this like the woman is equally capable to do she's equally intelligent my, my sister does brilliant stuff she's a mechanical engineer but she does balloon stuff and everything and i know how to cook now mm-hmm. the fact that i know how to cook is an asset for me it mm-hmm. has nothing to do because i keep making references in the bible nice because I'm, I'm Christ- exactly because i make reference in the bible when we're talking about you know jacob and Esau, that kind of they, they were cooking stew <laughs> right <laughs> it was stew. Yeah. it wasn't there was no lady there they were cooking stew. It was on the it was on the basis of stew that one lost what? Is that right? So you have to understand that you know the cooking is supposed to be a basic life skill. You understand I me? Mean, it's not supposed to be for any specific yeah. gender. On the back of that, let's talk about IT um, education. So I know Roman, you can before you continue, eh? I just wanted to yeah. say something about the um, sure. women in tech, science, cosmetics, right, right? Right. So like right. I I agree with Osima on. The raising mm. awareness, the fact that it's also an advocate, it's an avenue to advocate for change, and also shows right. that representation matters, right? But right. I also think there are some potential, like um, challenges. Okay, I want to. Mm. I have a balanced view on, on this. I feel like mm. it's mm. may foster like stereotyping. Mm. Why am I like saying this? I think like sometimes mm. the context in which this, these words are used enforce mm. the idea that women's presence in these fields is more of an exception rather than being right. taken as right. and then in that case right. as women we begin to be seen as representatives of our gender than skilled professionals mm. and then another thing too is there are unintended consequences for example you'd realize that um, women in tech women in science women in data when they begin to be used only for the purpose of marketing and public relations without any meaningful actions backing them, that's promote inclusivity. Mm. We realize mm. that these things begin to look more performative and contribute to something mm. I'll call lip service rather than view um, mm. change. So we, I think mm. the context matters because right. so at this, we are at a point where the good, the, the good is there, but we also need to acknowledge that people are using these as buzzwords right. And not actually right, doing anything. Right, right. There are a few bad nuts out there championing some agendas that may not necessarily have very mm-hmm. good foundation. And on the back of that, I think I think this nice like nicely segues into the next question I want to ask or to throw more light into because she can, because I believe your community is trying to, you know, raise that awareness and build that solid foundation. So let's talk a bit about because she can. Um what's what do you guys do specifically? How do you go about your programs and all that? Just throw a bit of light into that area because you can. Yeah, you can, you can make it start since you, you just go for it. <laughs> okay, so because you can, one of the major things that we do that I find that is very important is mentorship. Mm. Okay. All right. I get people ask, do you do training programs? We will start training mm. programs. But right. mentorship is very important to us because for training, I can ask you to go mm. and watch an introductory course on free code camp and you'll be fine. Mm. You can learn, to, people have learned to code from free code camp and you're working on Uber. True. So True. training is not enough. Right. And that is something 
that of course we would we would have training programs but mentorship is right. a key important thing for us so i'll just throw some right. light on our mentorship programs we'd have year-long mentorship programs where someone is much okay. with a mentor and they're working with them for a long period of time mm. so we have our cohort based right. ones so one is currently running it's going for a period okay. of three months so you have a mentor assigned okay. to you and in these are right. in fields like software engineering data science product and cyber security right. and mm. yeah i think these four main um these these four main fields and right. one thing about the mentorship program that i i keep talking about is that you don't necessarily need someone to have 20 years of experience to mentor mm. you at every right. point in your career you would so let's someone who has one year of experience mm. can mentor someone who is just starting out right okay because experience yes. is experience right <laughs> that person um is mentoring you to maybe help you navigate what courses to take mm. there's lots of noise out there now that person can guide right. you as to what not to engage in right and another thing right. about mentorship that we don't talk about is that this person is there to assist you with. They've they've been there. They've done that. They've seen the mistakes you could potentially mm. make. And they are there to right. help you to not make these right. mistakes. Right. Another thing right. too is we are, when we talk about training, training is just tech skills. Okay. Mm. Tech skills, by all means, are important. It's will get you the job. Mm. If you can do your DSA very well, you get yourself to an engineering job. Right, but that's the, right. what keeps you in those roles when people are being considered for layoffs what yeah. is it that your manager is going to look at and be like um this person should be should should be kept on most of the right, time soft skills right. how punctual are you mm. how is your email etiquette like mm, right. and these are things that we sometimes lose sight of when we we mm. see a lot of training programs. So because you can make sure that right. we address these things. So we have partnerships right. like career institutions. And then what they come in to okay. do is that at every month we have we have like workshops on like CV, even CV writing. Because we realize people people right. you teach people how to code, but they never even learn the job because they don't even know how to put together a technical resume. Mm. Job right. search navigation and strategy, interviewing tips. Right. We do all these things as part right. of our mentorship programs. Right. So it's right. a holistic experience. It's not just about Right. getting your, you that technical skill. The goal of our mentorship program is that by the end of the mentorship program, the time you are done with Because You Can, you are in position to be able to land your first role in the tech industry. And it's proven successful so far. Mm. People go ahead to land their mm. internships, full-time roles. Like some of them, mm. even during the program, they are able to land um, roles of this, of, of this nature. So yes, that is one mm. main thing that we do at Because You Can. Another thing will be our um, programs that have to do with addressing the, I mean, resource gap. Okay. Right. So we have our December for Women Who Code project is quite, okay. it's very popular. And people, you, you hear it, oh, because she can is giving out laptops. But right. it's not oh, okay. just giving out laptops. Mm. All these women that you see that they are able to get laptops from because she can, they are enrolled in a right. one year long mentorship program. Okay. okay. And we make sure that within this one year, 
they are um, they are reporting to us we are looking at their action plans making sure Mm. that they are following through with their action plans because the fact that you actually have a laptop doesn't mean that it's even yours forever if we realize they're not committed Mm. to the process we are able to take you have the right to read the role so um this is that is one part that um is also is something that we do another thing that we do also that is mm. like I, I said in uh, early on about representation mm. matters we have right. a series right. we call celebrating women in tech spaces all we do there is just mm. to showcase women who are doing things in the tech space and it doesn't have to be groundbreaking things even mm. someone who is reading computer science in the university is someone we will showcase so mm. that that girl who is in shs who is on our page right. knows that Right. Oh, someone is doing computer science. I can also read computer science then. Mm-hmm. You don't need to let it mm-hmm. be because she's hearing that someone is building a robot. Right. It's far-fetched for her. So I think that's right. something else that we need to talk about. And this is not just mm-hmm. because she can, like everyone else, when we are showcasing people, I think sometimes we always want to think about the big thing, that, that yeah. big thing, the person is doing something groundbreaking. Yeah. But even yeah. someone just reading a particular course, it's a motivating mm. factor for one girl out there. Right. You, have, you, you may never know. So, yes. Right. I've said a lot. Mm. <laughs> mm. You said a lot. I think, Otima, you know, at the beginning, she said she is not very much talkative, but she's <laughs> taking she's taking over, honestly. I think I'm very talkative. But I think she's taking over. But um, m- most of the times, right, I do realize that these programs um, have a great vision, right? But then they are unable to reach a particular group of people, especially those in the rural areas who may not have access to, you know, some of these things. I'm just wondering what way can, what way can we reach that market as well to, you know, make such uh, education accessible to them? Cause I've seen several times, you know, um, um, teachers drawing, you know, on the board and everything, what, you know, um, word looks like, what PPT, all that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering, Otima, like how, like what possibly can be, or what kind of plans do you think you guys can, you know, implement to, you know, reach or anyone in this kind of, you know, community building can do to reach out to the part of Ghana that is less spoken about on the regular. Yeah. um, it's, It's true what you said. It's, it, it, there's a very big difference when you come to Accra and you mm. see the advancements being made as against going to mm. some remote place and then see how they are being taught ICT and all mm. of that. But I think, well, for us, a lot. Of, one way that we can reach is through partnerships. So there are lots of NGOs and organizations that have gone into these spaces to teach them mm. other things teach them craft making or incentivize them on certain topics. So we we actually have plans to do that, to go to the north and other parts Mm. of Ghana, partner with some of these organizations that are already there. But the thing is we also with the help of like the local governments to also get resources to teach them. At least if they need to see, especially Mm. with kids, when you are teaching them, you don't need to just talk about it. So you need to see mm. if it's just like one laptop or one computer that you send mm. there, and then they'll be able to have access to. Um, for example, we work with we work with this NGO, Achievers Ghana. Even though they are okay. they are just in Kokomo, but yeah, okay. so they have a center for girls 
young girls from I think mm. eight years or something to like let's say sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, and they have like laptops. Right. Yeah, some as young as you correct. Oh wow. Seven, yeah, yeah. So we've we've okay. been there to talk to them, show them how to type. So the thing is, even starts from it's not even just right. about programming. First, even teaching them what mm. a computer looks like, how they can navigate right. it, how to type. They right. know how to right. type for a couple of months. Then later, they right. teach them like right. a programming language, some basic maybe HTML. Right. From that, then okay. they go to robotics. So they have to see. There has to be like resources or money set aside to buy mm. like laptops, and then access to internet. Because first of all, some of these areas in the remote places don't even have access to electricity so how are they even mm. going to charge the laptop to the computer True. True. there needs to be True. very yeah very big change in the community before right. we can even start introducing some of these things start introducing so it a lot of partnerships yeah. with people that can make that change so right. the yeah the government and then the i don't know what they are called the mcs and all right. these people that they have to make sure right. that they put the basic amenities first right and then you can Before build on can the have such in- innovation on top yes, of it exactly. if not because the innovation is not it's not sustainable in the not long sustainable, run exactly. true true yeah. true that's that's that makes a lot of sense and because um, i know a lot of people will be like okay yeah let's just go to the rural area let's just you know buy a laptop but there's no electricity they've never even heard of they don't, they don't even yeah. have the basics of what a computer is that kind of stuff then you send it there then you have to you know re-educate them from the start and you realize that you've sent tools there that they cannot use and that money and all that could have probably been used to you know start a foundation that is more sustainable so that yeah. is true uh, speaking of um creativity i did i did hear you say you know you are like the arts you also said you do content creating whatsoever so as creative techies i want to put you guys to the test oh. all right so it's two things so it's two things you have two options and i think one of you one of you must choose one right so either i'm going to play some music and you have to give me a few bars but using programming or tech concepts bars <laughs> right <laughs> Okay. So, listen. Don't worry. Give it your best, but give your best bars. Just play around, like you know. I don't know. Um, I don't know how you say. It. Like you know, I'm constantly walking like I'm in a loop. I don't know. You could play around with tech concept, but I can never break it because of an if else statement. Just feel free. Just feel free. That's two things. Or, or. Or you describe um, your favorite meal using, or how to make your favorite meal using some tech concepts. It doesn't have to just be programming. It can be anything. Just want to, you know, see the creativity. That I told you going to be so some hard. tricky questions. So it's not hard because she can, <laughs> literally. So if you need a minute or two to just think about it. So who is going to go for describing a meal? And who's I'm going roomy. to be boss? I like food. Christ, there's no way I'm going to eat this. Like, I don't, I'm even blank. Alrighty. So, we're back. We're back. And um, let's see how we go. So, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Otimo Koyaki, who wants to go first? Let's just say, mine is the easiest, so I'll go first. 
Okay, so okay, so yeah, okay, uh, I can before, go for it. Before anything, it's only a Ghanaian when you ask them what their favorite food is. They have to. They'll say one local, one continental. <laughs> Feel free, go for it. <laughs> so I'm going with the continental because it was the easiest for me. I love a very good. Right. I, I love I love steak. Anyone who knows me knows this. So. Okay. I like my okay. steak medium grill, so I'm going to describe it. So, ah, uh, hmm. so you ha- please. Picture this, right? A okay. beautifully medium grilled steak, the result of a carefully executed recipe. Just like crafting a sophisticated program, the cooking process involves precision and timing to achieve a desired outcome. And the marbling within the steak, just like data points, contributes to its rich flavor profile. And the grill becomes a controlled algorithm that ensures that every side is cooked flawlessly, just as my code is meticulously executed. And as you bite the first, you consider it as the output, the combination of my cooking code. And then the tenderness and then the taste are just the same as successful execution in the world of tech. And this plate, I would say that culinary mastery, culinary artistry meets tech precision. And it reminds us that whether it's cold or a steak, mastery leads to exceptional results. Okay, okay. That's nice. Making me feel like I want to have some steak there. That is <laughs> nice. Wow. That that was very nice. I had dates. Okay. So, guys, we're going to listen to Otima just give us a few bars with with this beat. So, let's go. I'm giving you just four lines. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm a cooler, a lyricist with a plan. Second code blocks like a building. A grand slam, OOP in my face, classes running through the dam, no bucks allowed. I'm the death that you can't crown. Okay. Nice, 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 nice. Come on. So we have a listen, listen, we do we do have, you know, some bars in there. That's super. I hate cool. you all, just cool. be clear. Don't worry, we love you more. We do love you more. That that was that was nice. That was nice. All right, so we get into the end of you know this episode, and just want to know the big plans you guys have for because she can. I know people will say, oh, they just started in Ghana and just a small community, but I'm sure you guys may have. Definitely, you have a scope for the beginning, but you may have you know some plans. What yeah, yeah, we global, are some baby. of like you know the things? What what what? Yeah, tell me. T- like, tell us more about some of the things <laughs> that you guys are looking forward to doing. And how possibly we can all leverage our network to, you know, help because you can achieve those goals. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you start, yeah. Otima, go for it. Um. Well, yeah. Because you can start it in Ghana, but obviously mm. the grand plan is not to remain in Ghana. We want to be the biggest right. for African women. So mm. when you mention because you can, and you are looking for women in tech, you know that the go-to places. Is it's us. If you are looking for women in tech, you are coming to us. We have the skilled personnel to, mm. if you need somebody to hire in whatever space in technology, right. come to us and then we help you 
we are placing them in good paying jobs. We are, we are, we are mentoring and training women to become the best version of themselves. We are mentoring and training them to be able to think up solutions, to build up new solutions. They don't need to um, also get, to have like an entrepreneurial mind in the tech space. If they need to create something new. Mm. You know that these are the kind of quality of women in tech that we have that we are producing, and with the way that we mm. we we work or the way that we Kweaki and I think because she can is going beyond us. So when you hear because she can, it's not necessarily mm. associated with Otima or Kweaki, but mm. with all women mm. and. The name, the name should live on its own without its founders. You know that we are the founders, but the name should live on mm-hmm. without us being there. We are right. trying to create a ripple effect. Even with our mentorship program, for example, one of our mentees mm. from last year, this year she's a mentor. Right. That's what we are talking about. Ooh. We train one person, that, that, that yeah. person trains another person, that person trains another person. So, we are all mm. learning from each other. All the women that mm. pass through us are going to be, mm. should I say, um, that they are, they are going to help the next woman. Come. That woman evangelist for because she can evangelist yeah. for right. and evangelist yeah. for women in right. tech and for all women across right. the world. Like right. we are creating that ripple effect. Right. So if you get something from us, you're able to impact your community one way or the other. And that's the little girl that you've been able to impact. Is also going to grow up and impact somebody else. So that's mm. the kind of community that we are building, transcending borders, mm. not just Ghana, not just Africa, but globally mm. as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. we are looking to partner. We are, we are very open to partnerships. So we are looking to partner with companies, other NGOs to reach more women right. In, right. inside of Ghana and outside of Ghana. Because wow. we, we do partner with other people in Ghana and abroad. We have mm. community members Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Ethiopia. Mm, so even though we just started, we still see that because of technology, because of how we mm, work primarily online, we're able to reach people from different parts of the world. So that's mm, what we want to just keep on doing and just keep on building. Mm, so yeah. That's nice. That's nice. So so how so how does one sign up? You know, I have a little sister, I have an auntie, I have a grandma <laughs> who wants to you yeah, know, we're not, get we're not, you know, your savvy. We are not <laughs> exactly that's nice how do like how do they sign up do they just go to the website and just you know sign up there or there is a specific process an interview process onboarding process just walk us through okay so we have our yeah Yeah, you can go for it yeah so we have our social media platform so we are okay on instagram we're on twitter we are on facebook and linkedin so mm. when you go to our pages on our bios, you see the link to sign up. And right. yeah, that's that that's how to sign up on our okay. you can also send us a DM if you are having trouble. We are very we are reachable. So we respond right. to you and then send you the link to sign up. Once you sign right. up, we have a Slack channel where we engage with all our members yeah. oh, okay. right. out. Once in a while we do right. physical events, so you can mm. join us on our physical events which is uh, promoted on our social media so you see Mm -hmm. and then yeah just reach out to us talk to anybody in the community via our slack channels yeah so that's how to get because she can everywhere because she just type and on facebook because she can dot africa 
but every other okay. thing because she can that's that sounds good because she can and what's the most okay. so because she can when, when you so can i so because she can so can i indeed um, indeed that is nice i want yeah. to add something but yeah. talked right. about like girls paying it forward she mentioned one mentee being yeah. able to now become a mentor become there was also like with our laptop donation projects as well we had yeah. one of the girls from the previous cohorts being able to advocate for us to get two laptops donated so wow. it's 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 just like that it's like a, it's the ripple right. effect and the girls are bringing right. it forward right. they're doing amazing right. so right. Right. in terms of numbers i'm just curious like how many people do you have in your in, in your program at the moment which of them talk about the Roughly. mentorship program mentorship just give us it like you know a few figures and maybe cut a couple. this is our second cohort for our mentorship program we have okay over 50 mentors and mentee wow, wow. yes and right. for our community our online community says is that is uh the members who follow us and one thing that Tima, right. uh, we we have to mention is when you join when you when you mm. um i mean fill the form to join because she can you right, you receive an right. email to join our Slack channel, so that is where you right. you find our community. Um, you find all the channels. Mm. There are channels for software engineers, channels for data scientists. Mm, there's science, channels for right. all of all of that. You find your place, and we are starting to do a lot of fun stuff on Slack too. So joining will not hurt. And mm. I also wanted to mention that uh, with regards to our goals and the plans that we have for because right. she can. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about the immediate ones, but we are looking to, um, I mean, we have girls on our various campuses across the country. Right. We are looking to start right. campus ambassador programs so that we can have select right. programs for um, nice. these these girls because we, we know right. that when they're on vacation, they want to get into internships. What can we do to help them? That is the purpose of campus mm-hmm. ambassador programs. And mm-hmm. then finally to get into mm-hmm. our senior high schools because one thing that's, we understand mm. is that the whole point of women not being in tech, a lot of it's also system, systemic. And we want to catch them young, right? So right. getting to our senior high schools, our primary schools, that's another thing that we have in our in, in the pipeline that we are working on. So we have like clubs, right. mainly like senior high right. schools and primary schools. So right. yeah. And so one last wow. thing, a very this... big dream, very ambitious of us, but um, we talked about it some time ago. Is have like a scholarship program, like in some of our universities. Wow. So hopefully, we wow. get some sponsors who would like to be part of the Because She Can Scholarship Fund, and then we are able to sponsor yeah. girls. For me, it's just intriguing to just see that um, just as um, a seemingly small concept of you know starting a community in Ghana, trying to raise awareness for women in tech and everything, but then the projections, the ambitions, and everything are laudable, you know, because like you said, entering into places that you know the systemic, you know, that gender disparity is going on is the best way to you know correct these things. And um, I would say I'm very proud of you guys. I mean, no, I know Koyaki from because I think I was your yes. tea, right? <laughs> So, and then Otima, I know you from Shosho. I know Shosho, so she has been mentioned. Hey, you know my friend Otima, tech and everything. I was like, okay, so I connected with you on LinkedIn and everything. But I would say I've just seen online. I know Koyaki, you got you know the young leaders got nominated for young leaders something yeah. recently. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, and I've just seen like because she can just grow like very quickly, and it's very impressive. And 
I'm just here to, you know, just throw more light on the work you guys are doing and looking forward to seeing you guys at the top. So keep up the good work. I believe there are so many girls out there who need to be in tech and you guys are a great representation, not only in terms of just forming the community, but knowing your stuff, knowing your stuff is that for me, that is like my major take out of this for every girl to go in there, know your stuff, own your stuff, and then you will be respected. Yeah. Ultimately, you want to say something? even add to that what we tell mm. our community members sometimes when we have like these talks with them it's not mm. just for the fact that you're a girl so you should be just automatically handed the opportunity Mm-mm. what we do now trying to bring awareness to making girls enter into a tech space is because there's mm. a there's an imbalance gender imbalance right. but right. to get the work done you have to make sure you know your stuff you shouldn't be handed mm-hmm. a job just because you're a woman, but you should be given the opportunity mm. to show that you have the skills to do the work. Mm. So that's what we yeah. also preach, because she can. There we go. So own your stuff, know your stuff, and join because she can, because you can as well. No, I just messed that up. Because she <laughs> can, so I, can. Yeah. So <laughs> can I. My goodness. Obviously, why I'm not in the facilitators group, and that's why you guys are championing. But thank you so much for joining, making time. I really enjoyed this conversation and. Looking forward to seeing because she can become a global phenomenon. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. Part where I had to. Honestly, that's my favorite oh, part. Oh, <laughs> that is. I messed part. up. Your rap was way better than what I, I had to myself. It was great. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> so, the gender gap may not be closed yet and women are still seeking opportunities to prove themselves in the tech space without being limited by the agenda. As we continue to champion this great change of allowing women thrive in the tech space, we also have to empower the young ladies in the space to be exceptional at what they do, as that can go a long way to shut down any form of stereotypes. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Tech Self Podcast. See you in the next episode. Hey, 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 hey.